Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Water Cooler, the world's most statistically average sports podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network the number one podcast network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. My name is Ryan Saber, the most electrifying voice in sports information. And with me, as always. What up, guys? It's Lukey. What's going on? What are we talking about today? It's good to have you back, pal. Missed good to you. be back. So this week... NBA starts Tuesday night. This will come out on Wednesday, so we're going to do our 2021 NBA season preview. Not going to go super in-depth, but we'll definitely do a little bit of a rapid fire. I'm going to hit Luke with a rapid fire. He has no idea what the questions are, no preparation on that. I think I got six or seven rapid fire. Then we'll do some predictions for player awards and – Obviously, who's going to win the championship? And then we'll transition into the NFL. We'll do a little bit of a preview of week seven. And that's really going to be it. Sounds good. Before we get into the show, a word from our sponsor. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Okay. Currently, 14-15-1 so far this season. Last week's solo save episode, we went 3-1. Not a bad bad week. We certainly needed it. Still in the red a little bit, so hopefully we can get back on top after this week. Who do you got? I'm going with an AFC North battle. We got uh, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, I'm going on the total. Give me over 47 points in that game. Um, I know we just saw big defensive performance from the Ravens against Josh Herbert. Uh, sorry, Justin Herbert. Yeah, I, I don't think that they'll be able to do that again two weeks in a row. I, I just don't think their defense is really that good. So I see I see Cincinnati being able to score on them a little bit. And uh, we know Baltimore can score. So uh, I'm going to go with the over 47. So I had four this week. Now I only have three, which... <laughs> I don't know if it's a good thing that we both like the over in that game or what, but 47 felt low to me, right? And I'm sure it did for you as well. So we have that one the same. I will also go with the Thursday night special. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns minus three and a half at home against Denver. The medical unit squad's going to come out there. We might be seeing Case Keenum for all we know. I was going to no, say, you feel you feel real good about uh, Keenum, huh? No Chubb, no Hunt. There's no telling who they're going to cart out there on, on Thursday night, but I like the Browns minus three and a half. And for college this week, the over-under on LSU at Ole Miss is 75 and a half. That's a lot of points. I think it gets close because Ole Miss scores a lot, LSU scores a lot. I think it gets close, but I'm going to go with the under. I'm going to go under 75.5 LSU at Ole Miss, and then I'm taking Northwestern plus 21.5 at Michigan. 
I think this is a trap game for Michigan with Michigan State looming next week. I don't think Michigan loses, but it wouldn't surprise me if this is another situation like you saw two weeks ago with Nebraska where they had to uh, really dig deep to get a win at the end there. I don't think it's going to be that close, but I could see Michigan winning by like a touchdown in this one. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V-5. Zero from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, it's where the game starts. All right, 2021 NBA preview back already. Second favorite sport of the water. Well, it's my second favorite sport. It's I probably enjoy it. well, you're a golf, you're your second favorite I'm sport a golf, guy. golf, right? So, you know, I like soccer a little bit more than you. Anyway, we're not gonna get into our hierarchy of, of sports that we prefer, but let's just go right into it. We're gonna take a little bit of a different approach. Normally, we do the situation like who had the best offseason, who had the worst offseason you know, which team is going to be the surprise team this year and all that. I'm going to kind of try to encompass all that, all those topics into six over, or excuse me, six rapid fire questions. And I said it in the intro, and this is not any bullshit. Like Luke literally knows, no, he has no idea what I'm about to ask him. So you're just going to get a general reaction. Are you ready, Crockpot? Put me on the spot, baby. That's what I'm here for. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> I knew I knew something was coming. <laughs> coming out hot and heavy. Over under 41 games. How many does he play? Um, I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over. I, I think he's gonna figure out a way. And that this is, you know, if he's healthy, I just look, let, let me be clear about it. What he's doing is stupid, it's selfish, and it's dangerous, and it's disgusting, and it's it's you know, he, he, I can't believe that he's willing to forego $200 million either. I just can't, you know, he, he put a video up that said he was not going to retire. I'm going to go, I'm going to go over. He's I think the they're going to figure he's, something out here. He's the voice of the voiceless. Yeah. What a fucking, what a piece All, that was. Uh, what I'll say is the only thing that that video told me is if I'm the Nets organization that I can go ahead and trade him. Right. Because if he I says he's, he's not going to retire, then that's an indicator to me that I can go ahead and trade him. I think it's under, but I don't think it's zero, right? Like, sure, sure. I'm not a person. I honestly believe that eventually, especially here's the thing that's really important. At some point, about two, three weeks into the season, they're not going to talk about Kyrie anymore, right? Yeah. Like, I know there's this narrative that, like, it's going to be looming over the entire season and every day there's it's going to stop. Right. And, and that went, once the questions stop, I have a feeling you see him come back pretty, pretty quickly after that. But, you know, with Kyrie, you never know what's going to happen. You never know, you know, when he's going to take a week off and all that. It's under 41, but it's not zero. Right. And I mean, it's the way the, the, I, I haven't seen. Do they not play any away games in California? Because like he won't be able to play in those ones either. Right. They play away games in New York. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so if you if he's really not going to do this, 
And and obviously we know that the Nets have already said, you know, you're not coming back until you're you're all in. It's all sure. or nothing. So and I was that was a great move by the Nets. Very pleased with that. Um, and uh, so even if he was going to, you know, stick it out with the old with the old plan, he wasn't going to play 41 anyway. So, yeah, it's just interesting to me how unrepresentative of society the NBA really is. I mean, like less than I, I think they said something like. 15 players in the NBA aren't vaccinated or something like it's such a small number right. at this point that it's it's crazy to me look whatever it is what it is we're both you're going to go you're going to go over I'm going to go under I believe that there's a chance he gets traded who knows we'll see what happens but uh we'll leave it we'll leave it at that okay? and I did see someone on Twitter said um okay he's going to play in 41 games so it's like just the same as the last seven years anyway. <laughs> exactly. That's true, right? And not playing the playoffs, right? Yeah, so, so. <laughs> right. All right, more likely. This is going to be a back and forth between over-unders and more likelies. Question two, more likely. Hawks or Suns return to the conference finals? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go with the Suns. I just think that they're a better team. Um Man, and uh, I don't know. I, I don't think that the, the top of the West is, is that much um, more difficult this year than it was last year, you know, with no Kawhi. You know, who knows? I have no idea what the Lakers are going to look like. Golden State is still kind of a question mark. And the East, Brooklyn's still going to be good regardless of their Kyrie situation. And you're looking at Boston as like a six, a six seed maybe. And I mean, that's a, that's a talented squad. So, like, I think the East is pretty is, is looking pretty good. And Miami, we don't know what they're going to look like with Kyrie or, uh, sorry, Kyle Lowry. So, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with the West because they were the one seed last year. So, you know, we know that they are a good team. And Atlanta, um, Atlanta caught Philly in kind of a weird spot in that that second round. So, I'm going to go with uh, Phoenix. I just think there's so much more uncertainty at the top on the, in the Eastern Conference than there is versus the Western Conference that it's really setting up for kind of the same situation that it did last year where the Hawks are going to be able to kind of slide in there. I mean, you got, you got adversity going on with Brooklyn. You got adversity going on with Philadelphia. You got, I mean, Milwaukee has got to be pretty happy right now, right? They lost PJ Tucker though. Right. And I, I know that it, I mean, they're getting, um, What's his name from from Archie Diacono? They're getting you know the kid from um, oh, what what is his name? The three and D kid that got hurt last year that played for on the on the championship team, Villanova. Uh, I'm saying his name Dante. Dante Dante Divincenzo. That was another white guy that played for uh, yes. White Dante, and yeah. uh, they traded for Grayson Allen too. So I mean, that's a nice, that's a nice little spark plug off the bench. So they're getting Grayson Allen. They're getting Dante Divincenzo back. I don't know. The point is, there's, there's just a little. I, I think there's more uncertainty at the top of the Eastern Conference than at the top of the Western Conference. <laughs> she <Archie Giacomo. laughs> Do you remember Archie Diaco? What Do you remember that guy? <laughs> Divincenzo oh. and him are the same person to me in my in my brain, <laughs> I guess. All right. So, anyways, I'm going with the Hawks. That's the point that I'm making here. All right. Next one. Over under, Warriors four and a half 
as their seed in the Western Conference playoffs? Oh. Um, I'll go over because I, I think I could see him getting that four. And who knows? I mean, they, they do have a, a level of familiarity with each other. I mean, Clay hasn't played in two years, but I don't think I don't think fit obviously is going to be a problem. It's just what, what's he, what's he going to look like? And we saw Kevin Durant come right back and just be MVP Kevin Durant. So it'll be interesting to see what he looks like. But yeah, I'll, I'll go over. I totally agree. I mean, I think they're a three or four seed. We'll see what happens. I mean, I, for, for that team to really work and to be elite, you know, you need Draymond to. Yeah, what's what's Dr- he's really like? What's what it's going to come down to, right? Yeah, he he's like got to slide back into that role where he's just an absolute dog on defense and is anchoring it. And let's see what happens with Wiseman. Let's see how. Let's see how all the pieces fit together with Wiggins and and Clay back in there. You know, they got those two rookies. We'll see what happens, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because they have one of the five or six best players in the world on their team. So we'll say over more likely Harden, James Harden or Kevin Durant wins the MVP. It'll be uh, it's Kevin Durant. I think that that one's pretty easy. I just think that Harden has worn out voters. The way he plays is not like extremely fun to watch. You know, they finally took away that. Uh, you know, I guess you can call it the Harden rule, where you know he's drawing those offensive or those fouls when he's on offense. You're not they're not getting those calls this year. I don't think that'll affect him. Like like some people ha- have come out and said he's a generational scorer. He's going to figure out how to score and pass the ball. But I just think that there's a little bit of voter fatigue with him, even though what he won at what four years ago i think three maybe yeah so i i just i just think that uh once you see what kevin durant looks like when he comes back if he looks like he did last year i mean i think it's much more likely that he wins so i'm gonna say it's harden i'm gonna say it's not durant because i actually think that there may be they may want to save him a little bit for the yeah. playoff run i could see them especially if Let's just say they, they they come out and they're on a roll, right? Let's say they win like 17 of their first 20 games or, or something along those lines. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen, but let's say it does. Now, all of a sudden, you have a situation where you can kind of hold him back a little bit. Let Harden kind of go out there, do the rust thing where he can be a stat accumulator. I think Harden's got a, a legitimate shot because he's going to be on a high-profile team. They're going to be on TV a lot. I mean, when he was in Houston, they were on TV a lot, but... I mean, these guys might be on TV every week, right? Like between NBA TV, TNT, ESPN, the Nets might be on national television every single week. So he's going to get a level of exposure that I don't really think he's had before on a team that's going to be pretty good. And I actually think that Kevin Durant may take a little bit of a step back and be a little bit more of a defensive presence. And look, not to say that he's still not going to score 25 a night, but, you know, if Harden's averaging close to a triple double or whatever and double digit, you know, 30 points a game, 29 points, 11 assists and, you know, six, seven rebounds. I I think he's got a shot. So I I think it's close, but I'm actually going to give Harden the nod there. Yeah. uh, That makes, that makes a lot of sense. I'm not sure that Kevin Durant kind of has that in him. You know, I just don't think he can help himself, but I just think, I don't know. I just think he's just the better player. And it's, it's just, it's obvious when they're on the floor together, in my opinion. All right. This one's tough because they got a lot of stuff going on with this team over under nuggets. We're going to go nuggets 
48 wins. What do you think happens with the Nuggets? Because they've been a team. They have the MVP. They've underachieved the last few years. What do you think happens with that team? They got Jamal Murray coming back. Is he is he playing this week? Or is I don't, he? I, I think it's going to be slow, a slow progression. But they obviously, you know, Michael Porter. I mean, what do you think happens there? Over under. Porter got paid this this this. Yeah, uh, he did get paid this offseason. I'm gonna go. Uh, what was the number? Forty eight. It's forty eight. Yeah. By the way, that's the same number as the Miami Heat for perspective. Interesting. And they won. Let's see here. Forty seven. I'll go under. I'll go under. Wow. They're playing a full eighty two this year. Oh, that's right. This twenty. This is uh. Yeah, I'm. I'm sticking. I'm sticking with under. Okay, I'm going to go over. I actually, You know me, I actually really like this Nuggets team. It's been a team that I've been on for the last few years. I really like Jamal Murray. I like Porter. Jokic is, I think he's a little bit of an acquired taste. I mean, he's obviously a, a, good, a good player, but I don't love Aaron Gordon on that team. That still was a little bit of a head scratcher when they made that move last year, but he certainly doesn't hurt their ability to win games, right? So... I'm going to go over. I like the Nuggets. I like that we're kind of going different directions on a lot of this. The only thing that we agreed on was the Warriors, believe it or not. <laughs> Last but not least, more likely, Ben Simmons, trade or stay? Stay. I, I don't, I just, how for how long? The, the entire season? Trade. Then, yeah, if, it, if we're doing the whole season, then whole yes, season. It, it's more likely he gets traded. Um, you know, if we're putting a deadline on it, I think Daryl's just—he's so smart. Like he—he he handled the situation, I think, really well. You know, he—he he came out with those astronomical offers that that were leaked out early in the process, and he's waiting till uh, he sees if there's like a disgruntled star. You know, we talk about this all the time: how somebody becomes available that you never thought would become available, and I think that he's probably just waiting for his, his time. Maybe get him back in the building. He's back now. Try and build his stock back up. He just but showed up. I know. He, fucking yeah, guy he, just after all that bullshit. Fuck guy just knocks on the door one day. Well, hey, when they when they when they withheld that eight million dollars, I mean, that's you know, <laughs> I don't blame him. I don't blame him. But uh, yeah, go back in there, get a stock up. I, I definitely think he's getting traded at some point. I'm gonna say stay because I think if they were gonna be able to trade him, it's before this. Before he came back, Embiid is does not like him. I mean, yeah, there's it's, definitely it's a, been a obvious, slight. and that's just going to that's going to further impact chemistry of that team, performance of that team. He's clearly got some confidence issues, and it's not like he's going to have after all that bullshit. It's not like his teammates are going to be like, "Hey, come on, Ben, come on, buddy," right? They're going to be like, "Yo." You just fucking sat out the whole offseason. We didn't know where you were at. We didn't think you were going to be on this team. Now you come in here and we don't know what the fuck, you know, you can't. Yeah. Can't hit free. Like, I just I feel like his stock is just going to continue to get lower and lower. And on top of that, I don't think that Maury's going to move off of what his expectations are. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I just I don't think that the stuff in the locker room with those guys, um, they're all professionals, you know, they're all, they're all taking care of their money. Your point regarding Embiid and a dislike there between the two of them is 100% real. No doubt about it. I just think that when it comes to like playing and getting, you know, game in game out, like they're not going to like 
they're not going to freeze him out. It's not like an Isaiah situation here with the, uh, who did he freeze up? Dream team. Yeah. With the, yeah. So I, I don't think it's going to be like that. So I think the only trade that's out there is Kyrie. I think Kyrie for Simmons makes a lot of sense. And I think Kyrie's probably sitting there and, and he's probably saying, look, these motherfuckers, as soon as I inject that into my system, are going to trade me and I don't want to go play in Philly. Or maybe he does want to play in Philly. I, I don't know. I mean, he likes living where he's at. I heard this on Fox Sports on the morning show last week with Chris Broussard and um, and Nick Wright and those guys. It's basically an hour drive from where he lives in New Jersey to Brooklyn. It's an hour and a half drive from where he lives to Philadelphia. He could technically still live in the same neighborhood if he wanted to. I don't know. That, to me, feels like it's something that is just it just it feels to me like that's the move for both of those teams to at least get some value back. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't I don't think I think if he gets the shot, I think like all the problems are solved here. Like the like like he's just going back. Like he you Durant and them, they they're they're handling it very well. I mean, the stuff that's come out from their side, I don't think they're trading him. You didn't see that interview with James Harden? Yeah, I saw it. They were like, Have you talked to Kyrie? He's like, No. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, he didn't look I, very happy. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's not. It's a, it's a 50, 40, 90 guy, you know? So I, I that would that would piss me off too. But but Durant said, like, we're not mad. We're not going to get mad about it. What's that going to do? That's not going to change his mind. So I mean, you don't think that they're just kind of overall the, like... Probably, I would be. Uh, I mean, yeah, I probably, maybe, I don't know. I, I, I would be, but I think, like, if that's, like, the biggest thing, it's like, the guy is a legit like superstar. I mean, he, he's I, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, he's not. He's not a bad player. I mean, he. I don't think he's a top ten player, but he's definitely a top. I think 15. he. Has, I think he is. If he's he, not better than Dame. I think he's towards the back. He's not better than Dame. He's not better than than Steph Curry. I mean, there's. He's not better than Steph. I, 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 I mean, he's pretty even with Dame. Dude, you're. We've had this conversation. Give me that fucking signed picture of Dame Lillard. <laughs> you don't. You don't deserve it. All right, that's enough for the rapid fire. We agreed on two, I think. You actually know you, you changed just your, the Warriors. Yeah, you changed to stay. So well, we'll we'll go back and revisit these. Let's talk about some awards, regular season awards. We'll start with rookie of the year. Who you think is going to get it? Um, I think it'll be. I'm going to go with Jalen Green just because, like, he's going to have so many highlight plays. Cunningham will too. I mean, this this is tough. This is this is a tough category. I think it's probably just between those two, right? I I don't think Mobley really has a shot. Scotty Barnes is going to be a defender. Jalen Suggs really struggling in the preseason. So yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, with Jalen Green. I think he's gonna have so many highlight plays and like those dunks and that stuff is so much fun and you know kind of like uh like like Lamelo last year. Just so many highlights that you kind of have to give it to him. I think that Scotty Barnes is actually the dark horse for it. I think he's the most likely of the players, not who I pick. And I also agree with, I think it's going to be Jalen green because of a few things. Cade Cunningham, they, they are going to expect so much from him in Detroit. He's going to have to handle the ball. Whereas Jalen green won't have to do that. He's really just going to be able to kind of play well, off the ball, do his thing regardless right. of who the point guard is. So it's going to give Jalen Green just an opportunity to be a catch-and-shoot guy, be, you know, a slasher. Breaks. I just yeah. I worry I just worry about how much Cade Cunningham is going to have to actually 
be the focal point of the offense at an early age. And yeah, it's just, I don't know. And Jalen Green's already played against NBA competition, blah, 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 blah. All the stuff that we talked about during the draft. All right. Defensive player of the year. Uh, I'm just going with Chalky or Rudy. I mean, I, I don't know who, who else is even a candidate. I think, I think he, it's kind of like football where Aaron Donald's the best player. So like it makes, it just makes the most sense to, well, uh, well in Vegas, Ben Simmons has the second best odds. So I, I think, that's probably not going to happen because I don't know what's going on, you know, with How, him. What? <laughs> yeah. He's actually, I think, Gobert's plus 200. Ben Simmons is plus 350. I'm going with on that list. Giannis, uh, Matisse Tybal, um, okay. Anthony Davis, you know, but I'm yeah, going with I'm, Bam. I'm sticking with Rudy. Okay, Bam. I like that. I'm going with Bam out of bio. I think. That team is going to be not that they weren't good defensively, but I think they're going to be so much better defensively this year with Jimmy Butler, Lowry, uh, PJ, Bam. I, it's just they're, they're, that team's going to be really good defensively. And basically, what they're going to do is they're just going to kind of they're going to play really good man to man defense out on the perimeter, and then they're going to kind of filter everything to them. I just I think they're going to be tough to to score on even tougher than they've been in the past. And I think he's going to be able to get blocks. And I, I, I really like Bam. I always, you know, I have since that run they made in the bubble, obviously last year, he didn't have a great year. Miami in general didn't have a great year. I think this is going to be a bounce back year for them and it's going to be fueled by their defense and anchored by him. So I like Bam for my defensive player of the year. I like that. MVP. Who is your most valuable player? I'm going with Giannis. I think um, he got the monkey off his back last year. I think that last year he wasn't going to get votes no matter what because people are like, all right, this is two years in a row. He'd been bounced in the second round. And then, of course, you know, you have the injuries to Brooklyn, but did get through them, did get through them, and then uh, then won the title. And I think that, uh, you know, we saw a lot of love for Giannis after that. It was from a lot, from everywhere. I mean, there's, it's impossible to dislike the guy, and now he's got the accomplishments. Um, so I, I think I think we might just get into a role here where he might win a couple of them. So I'm going with Giannis. I'm going with Giannis. I've been watching some preseason. It's clear to me that he was LeBron style, like took 48 hours off. Kobe style took 48 hours off. He was right back in the gym. He looks like he's put on a few pounds. He's got some more muscle. That Jimmy is wet right now. I mean, he's just he's out there hitting mid-range jumpers effortlessly. Still doesn't have the three ball, but I don't know if he's ever really going to. I mean, he hit timely threes in the finals and in the Eastern Conference finals. I think that's all he really has to do. But he's becoming significantly, uh, at least from what I saw early on in the season, his jumper was a much more consistent from the mid-range. And that just makes him even that much more lethal because if there's the threat that he's going to pull up on you, I mean, he can get by you in one step. I mean, he can be from... 12 feet out to the rim and in, in one yeah. step, you know? So Giannis to me is the guy it's pretty obvious. I mean, look, I Harden, Durant, Embiid. I think these are all guys that are going to be in the mix. Jokic kind of came out of nowhere last year. A lot of that had to do with injuries, right? A lot of guys got hurt and it just, it kind of, there was favorites at different points of the season. I just think Giannis is, I think it's it's the easy choice, and I think it's going to happen. So yeah, and like we talked we talked about, it, like he's not going to need to shoot a ton of threes. I know that there's going he's going to just because he wants to 
build that part of his game. You know, we saw that last year, but then in the playoffs, I mean, he was just in the paint. I mean, he was, he was an unstoppable force. He scored what 50 in that, in that, that clincher, right? Yeah. Game six, I think it was. So, uh, and they got Dante DiVincenzo. So, well, (laughs) to shoot the threes, he's only a 35% career shooter, but they did have Grayson Allen. Who's about 39%. So, yeah. And I mean, they still got, you know, all the other guys, they haven't, they haven't lost anybody else. All right. Playoff predictions. Let's go Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals, then the finals and your winner. So who do you like in the East? Um, you know me, I'm a chalk guy. Uh, I think the two best teams are Brooklyn and, and Milwaukee. And I know it's boring, but the NBA over a seven-game series, the better team typically finds a way to win, injuries notwithstanding. So if those guys are healthy, even this is, and this is totally projected without Kyrie Irving as part of the, net, the Nets. So I'm going on with Brooklyn and... Uh, Milwaukee and I got I got Milwaukee coming out I like that I have Milwaukee and Miami in my Eastern Conference Finals I have Milwaukee coming out I already talked about what I think about Miami and I I just think it's going to be in a seven game series them defensively is going to be like it's going to be the fucking torture chamber you're going to have to be able that is going to that to me feels like those series could potentially that series with M- Milwaukee versus Miami could look like the Knicks and the Pacers back in the nineties where like, it's just banging inside. Obviously there's going to be more threes being shot. Right. I mean, let's not be ridiculous, but it, it feels to me like there's going to, you're going to have to have an inside presence, a real inside presence to be able to set yourself apart. I like Milwaukee versus Miami with Milwaukee to advance. Western Conference. I'm going with um, going with a little bit of surprise here. I'm going with I'm going with Dallas to make the Western Conference Finals. I just think that you know Luca came in with a little bit of hype and some extra weight on him last year, and it took a, he he had a slow start. I don't think that happens this year. So give me Dallas to play the Los Angeles 2014 NBA All Star Squad, and I got the Lakers advancing. So give me the Lakers and the Bucks in the finals. So I got the Lakers. I I mean, who you got them losing to? In the Western Conference Finals? Yeah. No, I got the Lakers playing the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals, and I got the Lakers Fun. advancing. I got the Lakers in the Bucks. Nice. Look at us. Now the question is, who's your NBA <laughs> champion? Give me that 14 uh, NBA All-Star squad. I'm taking the Lakers to win it. I'm just going to pick them. I'm picking them until, until I'm not going to pick them anymore, and it's not this year. You know, I really went back and forth on this. Seriously, I there's some recency bias that plays into this a little bit. The bucks were so good. Giannis, especially, but you know, they were so bad at times. Like they would play terrible for three quarters and then they would have a really good quarter where Middleton would do crazy shit. And you know, there's some recency bias in there, but I don't think the Lakers are not the Suns. or the other way I'll say this is the Suns are not the Lakers. I don't think you you can't play bad for three quarters and be able to steal games against this Lakers team. It is the 2014 All-Stars, but these guys all know how to win. Russ is really going to they're going to they are going to run teams in a way that I think it's going to make a lot of teams uncomfortable. I just I, I like what the Lakers are going to do all year. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, you know, romanticizing about the past or whatever because I've always been a Russ guy. I've always liked Mello. 
you know, I, I think what really matters with them and it matters every year and it's going to matter this year is can Anthony Davis stay healthy? I think he's going to be able to, I think, I think the over under for the Lakers is it's, it's 52 and a half games, which isn't the best, but it's second or third behind the bucks. And I, I actually think that Utah has a higher over under than the Lakers do. But I just think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I, I think that most people, including Vegas, expect LeBron and, and Anthony Davis to have a lot of nights where they get rest. And that's, I, I agree. Just, I think that's how it's going to be. I think they're really going to ride Russ. I think well, they're really going to ride Russ. I think so too. I totally agree. And this is not an original take. I believe this was um, Brian Winhorse said it, uh, that Westbrook has started slow the last couple of years. And if they're really going to, you know, if they're really going to ride him through this regular season, that might not be the greatest uh, of things for them. And I think you're right. I think guys like Davis and, you know, obviously the older, the older vets on the team are going to get some time off and I don't see them being obviously like a one or two seed, but um, and you mentioned Utah, they could win 68 or 69 games and no one's going to take them seriously no. until they see it. Yeah. And they so, will. Yeah. they're probably going to have the best record in the NBA. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm go- you're going with the Lakers then? Lakers, Bucks. I got the Lakers win. Same, same. All right. So we'll go back. We'll revisit this. Do you want to do the NBA water cooler challenge this week or you want to save it for next week? Uh, let's, let's do it. Fuck it. All right. Let's do it. You got a coin to flip? No. Well, you're flipping a coin. I'm not giving you the number one pick. You can go ahead and call it. I'll let you call it since you're the loser. That's That's so nice of you. What did we do? Five teams last year? Yeah. Are we doing it the same way? Like you can change the teams out. You can change them out as often as you want to, but you don't start accumulating points until the playoffs. Yes. You ready? Yeah. I'm going to call it in the air. Okay. I'm going with tails. It's heads. That's right. I am the winner. Is that what you're saying? Yes. You won the 50, 50 coin flip. Yes. I'm going to take the Los Angeles Lakers. That's me. Uh, let's see here. I will go with, and I got two, right? Yes. I'll take Brooklyn and Milwaukee. Who else are you picking other than the Warriors? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take the Warriors and I'm going to, I'm going to take Phoenix. I'm not going to fuck around with this. I just shit all over Utah. Now I'm going to have to fucking take them. Yeah. That's why I didn't take them. I'll go with Dallas and fuck it. Give me, I'll take Miami. I'm going to take, dude, I have all Western conference teams. I'm going to take Utah and I'm going to, I'm going to take Denver. Last one. What do you got? Um, uh, fuck it. I'll take, I'll take Atlanta. You got all Eastern conference teams, except for I have one Western. Yeah. All right. So I have the Lakers, Warriors, Suns. Jazz and Nuggets. Luke has the Nets, Bucks, Mavericks, Heat, and the Atlanta Hawks. It's the Eastern Conference versus the Western Conference. That's probably not great, but you know, we'll, 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 a couple of those teams aren't going to be great. Injuries. Yeah, I mean, we we left um, you know we left the Clippers out there, the Sixers, um. Boston, I think the Sixers is Portland. the Boston. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I don't, you know, 
we didn't even talk about the Sixers or excuse me, the Clippers, this whole, this whole show. And there's a reason for that. Cause they're, I don't <laughs> believe they're going to be very good this year. All right. Let's go very quickly into the NFL. Let's just do. Just do you want to do top fives? Yeah. I mean, let's just move through and, and let's just touch on it really quickly. Stock up, stock down. We're, really? You don't want to do this? No. Why? Who do you want to talk about? I want to talk about how terrible the fucking Browns are. Well, you could do that. No. Because we did the NBA preview this week, we're not going to go too too in depth into the NFL. Let's just. I think top five is an interesting conversation right now. All right. Who who do you like? Who, what's your top five? All right. We'll start at number five. I've got Arizona in there. Dominant, dominant win yesterday. I mean, just without their head coach. Kyler played well, but he didn't really have to do anything. Um, and I, I think that they absolutely deserve to be in that conversation. Four, I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with the LA Rams. Not not the toughest of opponents, but I think that they're they're hitting a stride pretty and and uh you know, I know that they've lost to Arizona, but I think if they played again, it might be a different story. Um at three, I got Baltimore. They looked impressive, had the best win of the season by far yesterday. At two, I have Tampa. And at one, I, I've, I've got Buffalo still there. So you're saying that you thought Baltimore beating the Chargers was the best win of the season completely? I think so. You think it's better than the Rams beating Tampa Bay? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that I heard that correctly. Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, these top five or six teams are pretty interchangeable at this point. Just outside the top five for me, the only thing that's really changed from my top five last week to my top five this week is one of the teams that I have just outside. I took the Browns and I punted them into the trash can. So the Browns are no longer anywhere near the top five. You have the Packers and the Cowboys just outside. You have the Ravens at five, Cardinals at four. Bills at three, and then three weeks in a row, this is now the Rams at two, Tampa Bay at one. Tampa Bay looked a little eh, iffy against the Eagles, especially in the second half. I don't think, you know, they they, they could have, should have been up 28-7 at halftime. They gave one away, and then their defense in the second half just sort of, I think they thought that Jalen Hurts was going to continue to just kind of throw the ball and miss receivers. I don't. They didn't realize that he was going to start doing some of that zone read stuff like he did to Carolina the week before. Anyway, I, I'm not. Their defense looked better. They're they're banged up, but I'm going to keep Tampa Bay at number one. Yeah, not 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 a whole lot there. I mean, the race for the number one pick. I think Detroit's kind of solidified that at this point. I don't know. You know, there's a lot of really bad teams right now. There's a lot of one in fives. Wait a minute. You said Detroit has solidified that? Yeah, they're all in six. They're they're the only team that hasn't won a game. Yeah, I mean, I guess if we're doing it like that, I mean, I always t- I, I know I call it the race for the number one pick, but I always like to t- I always like to call it just the garbage teams. <laughs> I think <laughs> they're the like worst. The three. I think they're the I, worst. I don't know, man. I think th- I think that they're better than uh, I think they're better than Jacksonville. I think they're better than the Jets. I think they're better than the Giants. I think those are the. I think those are the three worst. I think. I know Atlanta's two and three, but you, you're telling me if if they played this weekend, you'd pick Atlanta straight up against Detroit. Yeah, probably. 
maybe maybe that's where you draw the line but like i don't know i don't think they're in that three though i know that they're they're going to probably end up with the worst record and you see it's like like defenses i know that they've been pretty decent on defense but um the longer you go into the season without a win, those those defensive efforts start to go away. What's the PFF grade on Panay Sewell looked like? Oh, I don't think he's been very good, which doesn't bode well for them. You know, when you miss on that high pick like that, that's not great. It's early. He's 61.5 overall, 56.9 pass and a 71.1 run. That's not very good. No. It's so funny. We spent all offseason banging on the Bengals for taking yeah. Chase over him, and Chase has been fucking amazing. Yeah, he's been great. You know, Burrow's been sacked 16 times in, in six games, which isn't great. They haven't even really got to the meat of their schedule yet. I mean, they got the Ravens coming up. They got Pittsburgh again. I don't think anybody's worried about the Browns pass rush right now, so we'll see what happens there. I think the reason that they didn't take Sewell was because, I mean, they've got one of the best top they've they've got a, they drafted a top 10 receiver in the nfl so yeah he's been awesome yeah we're gonna we're, we'll take a step back from the race for the number one pick for a couple of weeks we need to let some of this one in five stuff sort out so looking ahead to week seven there's not like a lot right of- now right now you mentioned the one in fives miami's given the number two overall pick right now to philly philly needs it the number two overall pick yeah they need to draft a quarterback wow they're gonna trade for one They need to do something. They need to do something. Sirianni's going to be right back uh, coaching Carson Wentz for this thing's all said. Now, Carson Wentz looked pretty good the last couple weeks. Yeah, that's 60. When I say it was 61, that ranks 52. Number has 52nd out of all tackles that have played 20% of the snaps. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's pretty not good. So looking ahead to week seven, there's not this is a terrible week of NFL football. If you look at the schedule, I mean, there's a lot of double digit spreads, and the games with close spreads are just bad teams playing each other. So it, it's it's a tough one. I, I would say the game I'm probably looking forward to the most is the Chiefs, the Titans, but only if the Titans can beat the Bills on Monday night football. So depending on what happens, if the Titans end up beating the Bills, this could be a huge game, right? If they beat the Bills in Kansas City two weeks two weeks in a row, I talked about this last week. You weren't on the show. I don't know if you listened to it, but you know I talked about the impact that this could have for Tennessee, their season. If they can beat Buffalo and Kansas City two weeks in a row, you know they're right up there with Baltimore, with Buffalo, you know with Cincinnati with the chargers right as the best teams with the best record in the AFC. So I think the Raiders are actually up there too, which is weird, but that's the one game that I'm probably looking forward to at this point. I just like watching the chiefs every week to see what kind of bonehead plays their quarterback makes. It's an absurd statement. Uh, Are there any games that you're looking forward to for week seven? Yeah, I think the best looking one, I mean, you hit on the head, but the best looking one is Cincinnati at Baltimore. Probably. Yeah, I mean, find out a little bit about uh, both both of those teams. I think so. The Cincinnati defense has been super surprising. You know who it's been to is it's Larry Ogunjobi's played really well for them. Yeah. Whereas our yeah, has Hendrickson played well? I haven't watched enough of their games. Yeah, they've been getting. I mean, they've been getting after the quarterback. He's had a couple of good games. He's got six sacks. 
He's got 29 total pressures. Ogan Joby's got six sacks. No, it's Trey Hendrickson. Oh, Hendrickson. Okay. It's like Jesus Christ. Ogan Joby has. Uh, he played well in the first game. He's kind of fell, fallen off a little bit. He's got one sack and seven pressures. Okay. Um, so typical season for him. Yeah, he he started out hot and then uh, he's kind of back to, you know, in the in the sixties. So you're looking forward to the Bengals Ravens. I'm looking forward to the Chiefs and Titans. Let's do a little bit. We didn't get to do the NFL pick them last week because you weren't you weren't uh, yes. here. I'm at six and nine. You are at eight and seven. You ready? I am. Denver Broncos at Cleveland Browns. Browns minus three and a half. I'll take the Browns. I'll take the Browns. At Atlanta at Miami. Miami plus two and a half. Poop Bowl three. I'll take Miami. I take Miami as well. Eagles at Raiders. Raiders minus three. I'll take the Raiders. I took the Raiders as well. Chiefs at Titans. Titans plus five. I'll take the Chiefs. I'm taking the Titans. Colts at 49ers. 49ers minus three and a half. Situation with Lance. We don't know what's going on. Um, if if Garoppolo's healthy, he's playing. Wentz has looked competent. Um, Jonathan Taylor's yeah, look good. It's three and a half, right? Three and a half. Yeah, give me, give me the Colts. So you're taking Colts. So the only difference that we have are the Titans. I have the Titans and the 49ers. I have the two home teams. You have the two road teams, the Chiefs and the Colts. Okay. So there's a chance that I could tie this thing up this week. I'm really looking forward to that. All right. That's the gap's going to get wider this week. Every week we wrap up with a few good minutes on college football. There are no ranked matchups this week. So we'll be back next week. There's a couple really, really good Big Ten games next week. So we'll be back next week with college football to talk about those games. Don't forget at WC Sports Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, like, follow, and subscribe. We are now available on all your favorite streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, we are also available on the Believe Podcast Network, number one podcast network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. And as always, we are presented by the one and only BetOnline.ag. With that, we love you and enjoy your lives. Shout out to Rory McIlroy back on that wind train, baby. Rory's back, baby. Somebody suck man. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.